How many people have you received a gift from that you then scramble and you rip your hair out and you say, oh my gosh, we didn't remember them. What am I going to give them? What can I find that I got last year that I could put in a bag and give to them? Good evening and welcome to another special edition of Ignite Radio Live. Though we're weeks out, all media channels are reminding us that Christmas is very much on the horizon. Billions are now being spent with one purpose in mind, to get you and me all wrapped up in presents. Jesus is not interested in a re-gift. Jesus wants the gift of yourself. In the following talk, Bishop Daniel Thomas inspires us with a very different understanding of presence. As you're listening to this brief talk, we invite you to make the commitment right now to receive presence for Christmas. Taking place on the four Wednesdays in Advent, you can find out more and get free tickets right now at presenceforchristmas.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E-F-O-R Christmas.com. Let's listen right now as Bishop Daniel Thomas invites us to give and receive presents for Christmas. Good evening, everyone. What a joy to be with you, and I'm so grateful to be here at Little Flower, and in a particular way, to be with all of you who are so very familiar with and who are so fed by Mass Impact and Ignite. So this is my very first formal experience in this way with all of you, but of course I became quick friends with Greg and Stephanie and their family, also because they have wonderful priest friends in Erie who we share as dear friends, so we got to know one another right away. What I'd like to do this evening is begin as We do all things in reading God's word and hearing God's word. And I'm going to repeat the very same gospel in the Eucharistic Holy Hour. That's because my Latin professor, Father Murphy in high school, taught us, if you throw enough mud at the wall, some of it will stick. (laughs) But I also do it because the word of God is ever new and because at any moment, that newness can break into our hearts and souls. So I hope it can do that now, and I hope also the Word of God can break in when we're before the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. This is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. 
When you have found him, bring me word, that I too may go and give him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed to see the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Presents for Christmas. Obviously, somebody liked a play on words because we know that the play on words is very evident to us who spell presents, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, and presents, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. So this evening, I would like to concentrate on that play on words and be a little playful, if I may, with those words. To play on the words presents, which we might receive in a box or in a gift card under the tree, and presents who we receive in person on Christmas. Now you may say, Bishop, you're getting a little ahead of yourself. That was the gospel from the Epiphany. Absolutely. Because some of you, all of you, are completely aware that for us as Catholics, Christmas does not end on Christmas Eve. That's when it ends for secular society, right? For us, Christmas begins on Christmas Eve and stretches through the whole glorious Christmas season. So magnificent is the feast, the church says, that the day itself, the solemnity, bursts out and we consider it one day, a whole octave, eight days to celebrate. And then there are those wonderful feasts right after Christmas, the Holy Family, then Mary, the Mother of God, the Epiphany, the Baptism of the Lord, the whole mystery of Christmas. So obviously, I chose the Gospel of the Epiphany. Why? Because that's where we have our custom of giving presents, right? Since it was the Magi who came for the first time that we know in recorded scripture, bearing gifts, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, for the newborn king. So, even as it is intentional, let's concentrate first on that word, which is so familiar to us, and for so many of us, we are caught up in getting those presents we want to give. But why do we get presents? We get them because we desire to give them to those we love, right? And to those we love, we desire to give a present. That's why I had to run out yesterday, since I've had absolutely no time, and get to Myers and buy the gift cards that I know I have to take home to Philadelphia with me. Because God forbid I show up with no presents. 
my niece and nephew would be very disappointed. Every child at Christmas knows the magnificent excitement of coming down on Christmas morning to find their presence, right? If there are children in the room, I know they are at this very moment excited about that. And I can tell you, as a little child, my parents had this extraordinary custom. Now, moms and dads imagine this, right? I marvel at it even today, God rest their souls. My parents had this great custom. My brother and I, when we were little, we went to bed. There wasn't one Christmas decoration. I'm not kidding. Now, we knew there was a tree in the yard all bound up that my dad had gotten, but that was it. And we woke up on Christmas Day, forbidden to go downstairs. We had to get washed and dressed. And I remember at four years old, sitting at the top of the steps with my brother, itching to go down the steps until my father had the camera ready. And then they said, come down. And of course, the film was rolling. You know, those old things now that we don't even know what they are. And we couldn't wait till we saw our presence. And when we got down the steps, we turned, and my brother and I would gasp. We would gasp because the entire downstairs had been transformed into what appeared to be a winter wonderland. And there were all these presents wrapped under the tree, obviously from Santa. But before we could open one present, my mother's custom was, first, we place the present from God the Father into the manger, the present to humanity, and we pray a prayer to the newborn Jesus. And only then can you open your presence. And even after I was ordained a priest and I would get home for Christmas Day, they wouldn't put the baby in the manger until we were home together and we wouldn't open a thing until we celebrated the present of Jesus Christ. So while every child, and if we're honest, every adult who has a child within them, right, is a little anxious to maybe see the present that the wife or husband gets them, right? They hope they don't get that Christmas tie, and they hope they don't get the blender. Every one of us, if we have a child within us, is looking for what present might that one who loves me get me? Families often wonder what are those presents. Maybe my little ones got me. And we know, don't we, parents, that the most treasured presents, like my godmother's, are the ones that her children made her as little children, and they're still hanging on her tree, even though she's over 70 years old. Before any present, Jesus was the present to the world. So again, playing on this present and presence, I would like to suggest that first, we recollect in this holy season that Jesus himself was given to the world by the Father as a present to mankind for the salvation of souls to open the way to heaven and to give us the possibility of living holy lives. Jesus, given to us 
as a present. Now, once he's given to us as a present, first we have to accept it, right? How many children do you know on Christmas morning tear the boxes open, look at what's inside, and throw it aside looking for the next thing? It happens, doesn't it? Sometimes a child plays with the present they've received for 10 minutes. Maybe they play with it because it's extraordinary for two days. And then the presents find their way to some closet or a basement or an attic. Sadly, for some of us, the present of Jesus has not well been cared for for too long. For some of us, if we're honest, we've put the present in a closet that's neat and tidy. For some of us, we've placed the present in an attic because it's really only about past memories. For some of us, we've placed the present in the dust of the basement of our minds, hearts, or souls. So he desires us, like little children, to discover the present that is Jesus anew this Christmas. Once we accept that present, then it's a present to be treasured forever. Now, how many men who are sitting here were told, look out the window, and there was a car with a big bow on it some Christmas? Boy, if you were, you were a pretty lucky guy. And how many women sitting here opened a box and got a ring worth who knows what? But we know that the present of Jesus Christ that we receive at Christmas is invaluable, unfathomable, and impossible to put a price tag on. Because the price tag was his very blood. So once we've accepted this present, we're asked to nurture and care for, and most of all, live it. Because if we accept that present, then we, in turn, are asked to do something. Now, we know, don't we, that when someone gives us a gift, someone we love, because we love them and they love us, we want to give them a gift back, don't we? If we love them, it's the only response, isn't it? It's the appropriate response. How many people have you received a gift from that you then scramble and you rip your hair out and you say, oh my gosh, we didn't remember them. What am I going to give them? What can I find that I got last year that I could put in a bag and give to them? <laughs> Jesus is not interested in a re-gift. <laughs> Jesus wants the gift of yourself. So please recognize that as we have received the present of Jesus Christ, he, as the one we love, is looking to receive the present from us. Now be careful, because he wants everything. He doesn't just want a good Sunday Mass. 
He doesn't just want prayer at the table. He doesn't just want my devotion to my children's Catholic education. He doesn't just want my mind, because that would be intellectual folly. He doesn't just want my heart, because that would be emotional gooeyness. Jesus wants everything. He wants your heart, your mind, your soul, your body. He wants your desires, your longings, your worries, your weakness, and yes, he wants your sins. So believe it or not, probably the best present you could give him tonight would be to take your sins in a box and go into confession and give them to him as a gift. Give him your very self, everything. And I know every one of us, if we're honest, is a little leery about revealing everything. Our temptation, well, I'll just hold this part of that confession back. Our temptation, well, I don't know if I really want to go that far. He wants everything. That's the best present we can give him who has given himself to us as the ultimate present. Now, once we've given ourselves to him as a present, again, be careful, because it's not a one-time deal. It's every single day I wake up, and it's every single night I go to bed. That's why when I was a little boy, my parents taught me what some folks in Opus Dei call the heroic salto, which is a great Italian phrase, which simply means the heroic leap. And when some folks from Opus Dei said to me, you need to learn the heroic salto. Well, first I said, what are you talking about? And then they said, well, that's the heroic leap from your bed to your knees in the morning and then from your knees to the bed at night. I said, well, I've been doing that since I have a memory because my mom and dad taught it to me. So that every single day, I give myself again as a present. Every single morning, every single night, I give myself as a present to Jesus. And I tell him, I'm holding nothing back. St. Francis has this marvelous line. He says, give yourself completely and totally to the Jesus who held back nothing for you. Hold back nothing and give it all to Jesus because he held nothing back for you. Jesus gives himself as a present. Jesus desires that we give ourselves as presents to him. And then here comes the twist. Are you ready? Then he invites, cajoles, challenges, even demands that we, humble as we are, sinful as we are, simple as we may be, seven years old or 70 years old, man or woman, 
layperson, consecrated religious deacon, priest, or bishop. He looks for each one of us then to be so filled with him that we give him away as a present to others, whether we love them or not, whether they love us or not, because that's how he gave himself. So the present that Jesus is asking is a present of the gift of himself. First, to our families, to my spouse, my son or my daughter, to my father or mother, to my sister or brother, or my grandmom or grandpa or aunt or an uncle who live with me. Next, to those in the next circle, the people at my office, the people in my school, the people on my block, the people in my neighborhood. Next, beyond that, the people in my parish. To give Jesus as a present is an extraordinary challenge and a profound blessing. Jesus, who gave himself as a present to the world, gave himself also as a present to us forever in his body and blood. And that's what we call the real presence. He gave to us his presence to remain forever in the Holy Eucharist. And in turn, as we receive his very body and blood, soul, and divinity, he desires that we give him away with our body, blood, soul, and humanity. St. Teresa of Avila, I'm sorry, Father Nuss, it's not the other Teresa. St. Teresa of Avila had this extraordinary prayer, which many of you, I'm sure, know. It's a prayer about being the presence of Christ in the world. It's a prayer because she recognizes that the Lord who gave himself as a present to her and who asked that she give herself as a present to him invited her to give him away as a present to all those around her. Listen to this beautiful poetry which she wrote and whose words encourage us this evening. Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Yours are the eyes, yours are the feet, Yours are the body. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion 
on this world. Christ has no body now but yours. As we prepare to enter into prayer before his Eucharistic body, the Holy Eucharist, he invites us to become evermore the body of Christ in our own physical persons. We're about to enter the presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, the Eucharistic Jesus who wishes us in the time we have left this evening to be present to him and to one another and to offer ourselves as a present so that he might give himself anew to us and we might give away that present to others. Christ has no body now but yours. Thank you so much. You've just heard Bishop Daniel Thomas inspire us with an invitation to give and receive presents for Christmas. Let's not let it end with this inspiration. We invite you to make the commitment right now to receive presents for Christmas. We're inviting you to join this entire region in a four-week journey into the heart of Christ's Mass. Commit now to the four Presents for Christmas events taking place on the four Wednesdays in Advent. Find out more and get your free tickets right now at presentsforchristmas.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E-F-O-R Christmas.com. God bless you.